Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls, the Comics Pals show where we review comics. The gang's all here for this episode for 3-30-2023. We have Kale. What's up, hot dogs? Marco. Beep, 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 beep. And Tyler. Hi. Of course, I'm your host, Sean. We are here today to talk about The Ambassadors, number one, a, uh, a new joint from... Mark Millar and Frank Quitely, or Mark Miller, sorry. We've got... Uh, is it not Millar? Uns- no. It's it is Mo- Mark yeah, Miller, it's- yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, I've been hearing it wrong my whole life. I've been saying it wrong. We've got Unstoppable Doom Patrol, number one. The Doom Patrol's back on the scene. Mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, number 28, might as well be a number one. It is essentially a you know, new creative team with a new direction. And Action Comics, number 1053. So we had a bit of a weird situation occur this week where, uh, long story short, we're not actually interviewing Jeff Johns this week. We're interviewing him next week. So on the main show, April uh, 4th, or rather April uh, 8th. April 8th, yeah. we will have oh. our interview with... Get your uh, date right. Man. <laughs> We will have our interview with Jeff Johns. It was a prank on everybody. That's what it was. Us included. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so because of that, um, we, we we won't be interviewing Jeff Johns this Saturday. So come prepared for that next Saturday. Uh, April 8th, 1 p.m. Eastern. That means the, uh, junk, the Junkyard Joe trade contest is also Geiger. being extended. Geiger. Okay. Extended by a week as well. Yes. So whatever that will... we're whatever we're giving away, it's next week. Yes. Which which is good because uh, MegaCon and C two E two are this weekend, so that means people who are at the cons can now see the live show. Oh, there we go. That's true. Um, but the other thing that happened was that Junkyard Joe number six didn't actually come out this week. Um, it was delayed, and so. That was always in our plans to review this week, um, but it didn't come out. So what we did instead is we took the last, the 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 number one and number two from the listener poll and uh, decided to read those. So that's how we got to Ambassadors and Action Comics this week. Let, let the record show that Ambassadors did win, though. Ambassadors did win, yes. There was a push. I am wondering about the amount of... Um, Dummy accounts between you and Tyler, <laughs> or you and uh, uh, Matt. Matt. You named me twice. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I think I know exactly what I'm talking about. Should have named it three times, apparently. Well, dummy, let's dummy thick accounts. Yeah, right. Let's talk about the ambassadors, the aforementioned ambassadors. You guys definitely wanted us to read this. This is a new Mark Millar joint, of course, his collaboration. With Netflix, this is coming out from Image, of course. Mark Millar and Frank Quietly, that's a creative team that uh, gets a lot of people excited, for sure. They're joined by Clem Robbins on Letters. And the premise here is pretty straightforward, as all Mark Miller books tend to be. Um, It's a world where someone has finally figured out how to create superheroes. And instead of, you know, hoarding that ability and, you know, starting the next world war or going for world domination, she decides that she's going to become Willy Wonka, which is a direct reference from the book, and choose X amount of people to be ambassadors for their countries and be given um, superpowers. That's the idea. I'll say this for Mark. Um he knows that I get you in, and I think I appreciate that about him a lot. Does he? I liked it. I Me too, the, yeah. the opening few pages with this little furry man monkey thing, I, I was about it. I, I liked the just like the moments of silence. Um, it, it grounded me it, like, oh, we're going to see something that's wacky and goofy, which already is his sort of jam. Uh, and then we got to see quietly just a little showcase. So I was happy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Mark Miller, 
that feels weird to say. Mark Miller um, <laughs> is very good at the number one issue. Um, is he good at uh, having books that actually become Netflix series? Who knows? Um, but it is cool to see another, you know, Mark Miller issue one. Um, I don't, my issue with Mark Miller books is that issue one comes out and I, I usually love it. And, and I, and I'd really like this book. I mean, Frank quietly does not hurt on anything. Um, but I usually get lost, not storyline wise later on. It's just release wise, the way they're released in like seasons, um, things get funky sometimes. So I'm hoping that's not the case for this one because I actually did enjoy this. Um, I enjoyed how, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like this is a, a very realistic world that he, that he's, you know, created here, but it's, uh, a pessimistic world. Um, everyone kind of feels like they're out for themselves here. Even the main character who's supposed to be altruistic, um, doesn't really feel it to me. Um, so it is a very grim view on this, uh, but, uh, but it has Frank Quietly. Like, that's what I just keep coming back to, you know, like Frank Quietly drawing people's guts hanging out. Like, I'm into it, so. <clears throat> I didn't enjoy this. Mm. I just didn't. The Frank Quietly didn't do anything for me either. Really? What? I just, I don't know what it is about modern Frank Quietly, but. It's just, I don't know if he's colored wrong. I don't I do, know. Yeah. I just, I don't like it. The, there was one point where the coloring looked weird for me. It was um, when you see the, I don't know her, her name. She has like a Korean name and, I'm, and I just don't, it hasn't stuck oh, with me yet. Is it Oksana? Um, no, that's the assistant. Uh -oh. um, the main character is on the cover. At one point mm -hmm. you see her face pretty up close and the skin is drawn very, it's colored very um, uh, Salvador La Roca, Greg Land style, where it's that digital coloring that's trying to add form at the same time. I think, um, I think that's what, yeah. And he gave her butthole Pete yeah. Davidson eyes instead. <laughs> um, her name is Chun He uh, Chung, by the way. Chung, okay. If I can remember the John Cena Bing Chilling ad, I can remember that. <laughs> yeah this uh, this this felt ex almost exactly like jupiter the jupiter books to me i don't know I, this this felt a bit more like that is comes out in seasons that feels like a lot to sort of track onto this felt at first i was interested to see if it was part of that world and you know as you go on it you see it doesn't but um this felt a bit more linear and I, I appreciate that where that is kind of, you know, it, you go back in time and it, it relates to this character and this character. This is very much more straightforward. We'll see. I That's fair. I, I, I found a lot to like. Um, I, I think that, again, you know, as was stated, Miller is good at issue ones. Generally, he's good at taking whatever his concept is and distilling it into moments spread across the first issue. And it gives you a feel and flavor for, generally speaking, what the book is going to be like. And I think this issue does do that fairly effectively. It's really going to hinge on if you care about this world or not. And obviously, if you like the quietly art, Kale doesn't. Um, I don't know. I, I, I always just assumed that enjoying quietly art is just a thing, you know? So I, 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 it's hard for me to say, like, will you enjoy it? Because most people do. But considering that kale didn't it's possible i and that's not, like i i normally like quietly i like quietly a lot yeah i know you for that exactly yeah just this didn't do it like uh, somebody somebody on twitter posted the the page where the boat the plane is upside down in the boat and I, oh frank quietly such a master and i went fucking i guess damn like i so so I'm going to preface this by saying I am a big Frank Quitely fan. I have, you know, Frank Quitely and Morrison's Batman and Robin, like, literally behind me over there. Yeah. But I don't get why everyone loves him. <laughs> like. He's weird. Yes. It's weird yes. Style. It's very non-traditional. And, like, I don't know how somebody that non-traditional has so unanimous praise. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's non-traditional in – 
away, but it's also it's also technically good. Like sure, okay. people you can appreciate the technical proficiency, and that makes it easier to digest. Um, and, 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 and Roboters in the YouTube chat mentioned Superman. Like I guess his iconic work, work is All Star, which is definitive for that character in the modern day. So indeed, very fair. Yeah. Uh, my my big highlights here, I think, were the um, uh, Ho, uh, Ho, uh, Chuhei Sung or Chuhei Chung. Sorry, it's, doesn't roll off the tongue for me at least. Um, seeing her little speech that she gives, um, I really enjoy characters like that who are extremely powerful and kind of reveling in it, and they're yeah. kind of having fun with it. But they're also, you know, they're powerful. She reminded me, um, not because she's Asian, of the the mother character from Watchmen, the one who uh, ends up, wa- who wants to become like Doctor Manhattan because she feels Hong everybody Chow. else yeah. sucks. Hong Chow's character. Yeah. Um, she, the one ahead, she was in the um, oh, uh, she was in that fancy company or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. In Watchmen, I, I yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I could remember her name. But... Oh, the TV show, not the movie. Yes, the TV show. Oh, see, okay, yes. Sorry, I should have clarified. But um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed her character a lot. I thought she was a lot of fun. Um, you know, her big moment, you know, towards the end was pretty crazy. And Mark Millar's books are always they're always good, right? For like those crazy moments where it's like whether you like it or not, I respect the fact that you just did that. And that's how I felt about that moment. And uh, I really enjoyed the art. I'm still a sucker for quietly. And, you know, he hits me at home, especially the early pages of that monkey. That was yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the Also, the other part in this is like, it's not a Miller book unless it's violent. <laughs> um, and yeah. like the whole book, it's like, oh, nothing, nothing violent has really happened yet. And then the end is like, no, we're going to turn people's dicks inside out, you know? <laughs> So I was like, all right, I, there, there he is. There we go. Yeah, that that was definitely a point for me where I went, okay, fine. I think that was where I really shut off. I'll say this. I highly doubt that I will read every issue of this book. I I highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. I I can't tell you the last Mark Miller book that I finished. Reborn. Didn't finish. Oh, no? No. Oh, we had a good conversation. That's a good book, actually. We did have a good conversation about it. I just didn't finish it. <laughs> about the first four issues. <laughs> I'm with you, Sean, and I don't know what it is because I traditionally like the books. Just something about them. You know, Dan Trudeau in the YouTube chat says, I have I found myself having a hard time getting into Miller movie pitches. I mean, comic book series uh, because the worldview is just too dark. I wonder if it's that. It's because it just seems like a, a vehicle or a vessel for something other. You know, it, it doesn't feel like a comic book in its pure form. Does that make sense? They feel like they feel like popcorn. Yeah. And I love popcorn, but I very rarely think about how good the last popcorn I, I ate was. I, do. I look yeah. forward to it when I'm going to get it because I'm doing something else, you know, like when I'm going to the movies or whatever. But I'm not I, popcorn doesn't. You know, I'm not thinking about it after the fact. And I feel that way about Miller's books. They're very entertaining, but what's the point? And I think after so many of these over decades, I'm kind of burned out. I enjoy them for what they are at first, but I move on. I was a big Kick-Ass fan when Kick-Ass was coming out. Me too. Um, But like, yeah, his his worldview has not changed (laughs) since... Which, yeah, it's fine. You know, he's got something that works for him. But yeah. I, I think it makes for a good action. Like, it's good plot and good world building for the action series that he tends to draw to write. And I think, yeah, it serves him well. So I, 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 I this was fun. This Ultimately, this was a fun time. Um, I came away with this going, that was a good issue. Uh, but I think to your point, Sean, I don't know that I'm going to follow I'm, I'll probably pick up issue two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm going to pull. I think that uh, what's here is good enough to warrant the what four dollars. Um, that's another thing. It's that's you know decent value considering where <laughs> where we're at. That's the best thing I can say about this book is that it was 
250 with my Comixology account. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with a creative team that good. And if you enjoy it enough, maybe you'll come back for the next one. We're not sold on, you know, wanting to read it past now, but you might. So I would say pull it. I'm with you. I'm pulling it. Ask for me. Give it a yank. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on over to DC and dive into Unstoppable Doom Patrol. Wow. Guys, we are I reading. Have... Go ahead. I have breaking news for this book. <gasps> I bought it. Oh, Physically. that's good. So, Sean, do you know about this cover? Yeah, I wanted to get it, but then I was like, eh, do I really care? Uh, well, I'll do the experiment. So as you You're talk about it? it, I'm going to slowly scratch off this cover. It's a scratch-off cover oh, where no, I can scratch good. off with a quarter, and it shows one of Crazy Jane's appearances. So Don't. That's going to hurt. I'm, I'm shocked. Tyler, can you reveal now that you ha you bought two copies? What? What do you mean? Because I know you're not just going to do that to the one copy. Oh, have. no. I only got the one. Matt went to the store. I uh, went to Forbidden no Planet way. the other day. And he picked wow. One, so. Stop. Okay. I'm, I'm getting fucking stressed out. What? What wow. is it? I might win, you know, 100 bucks or something. I don't know how this works. <laughs> Wait, I got it in physical, too. Nice. Well, uh, this one is by Dennis Culver with art by Chris Burnham. Always good to see Chris Burnham on a book. The other um, Frank Quitely. <laughs> <laughs> we got Frank Brian Quitely Reaver, home. <laughs> Brian Reaver on colors. Pat Brousseau on letters. Um, the team here is a mix of characters that everybody knows now because of Netflix. Yeah. And uh, at least one that was new. Uh, Robot Man is here. Negative Man's here. Last the Woman's here. The Chief is here, which I have a question about. And uh, Beast Girl, a new a new character. Uh, Introducing Beast Girl. Which I loved that opening page, by the way. That was so cool. Very good. Um, the Chief is Jane, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy Jane. It's one of her alters, yeah. It's a new alter, by the way. Uh, okay, all right. Good. Oh, okay, sweet. Good. I'm glad you established that. Um, this book... It's so good. This was so much fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Same. Yeah, this, this is my pick right. of the week. Same. What? This was all right. It might be my pick of the week. I had a ton of fun with this. I didn't know what to expect, but Dennis Culver actually wrote um, something that we read recently. I think maybe it was the Bloodshot book, but I'm not sure, but I, I've seen this name. And uh, so I came in expecting, you know, some solid work. And I was actually blown away because it's so fun and so interesting from the beginning. The page where they stop traffic in Gotham and park That's their funny. bus and they don't give a damn. It's fun. It's just so funny and it's offbeat, but it still feels like a superhero comic in the best way. I mean, it also helps you when you get to see a nice splash page of Chris Burnham drawing Batman, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've finished scratching off. Can you guess which Crazy Jane Alter I got for this cover? Uh, Don't know enough to guess. I got Black oh. Annis. One of oh, my favorites. fuck! Oh, that's so cool. Damn, now that's I got to cool. buy one. I love I a gimmick cover, guys. It's just Damn so it. fun. I didn't want to double dip. That's what my cousin does. Yeah, Bean. <laughs> bean. Oh, wow. Oh. It's where your cousin has like a very similar last name to you, but it's not the same last name. It's just funny. I know it's bugged out. Um, damn, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah, that's cool. This this felt like run of the mill. This is a like it, it didn't feel wacky enough. It didn't feel like as out there as I feel like it could have been with the like the OG stuff or even the stuff from Young Animal that um, what's his face was writing. Gerard, Gerard Way. Yeah, What's his yeah, face? Like, How dare you? Like, I uh, I don't know. I was reading it, and I was just kind of, all right, yeah, this was, this was fine. You was made of teeth, and that wasn't weird enough for you? Yeah. Not the, weirdest, not the weirdest thing they've done. Oh, but hold on. I completely... I, I So I read all mine yesterday, so I'm not as fresh as I normally am. Sure. Uh, Mansoor Mala... Yeah. And the brain, anybody? I know. I love that shit. I know. That was like, a big deal. Hello. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, of course it's my pick of the week. Those are my two favorite villains. Really? Uh, yeah. Monster Mala and the Brain? A brain in a jar? Now He's not in a, a jar robot anymore. Gorilla? Oh, yeah. 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 It's my pick of the week. Um, I love... I had a lot of fun with this. It's it's dumb fun. Um, all the characters, like, sound right, you know. I think the fact that there is a TV show that is actually a very good TV show helps yeah. to make these characters yeah. a little more accessible. Um, like, Rita just sounds like Rita. Even though, like, Rita wasn't that used that much outside of, like, the more classic Doom Patrol, from what I know. Um yeah, and then, like, and Culver does a, a lot of stuff here. He's, he has a nice, fun little introductory mission with the team, establishes team mm-hmm. dynamics, introduces a new character, uh, has a little tease of Peacemaker doing something in the background, um, and then um, the whole Monsieur Mala and the, the, the what is it, the Brotherhood yeah. of Evil, I think, is, is forming as well. I think, yeah. I think it's the Brotherhood of Evil, yeah. Um, and then stuff. you have your obligatory Batman and Robin bump. Yep, yep. Ooh, Love it. Didn't like it. It just seems very aware of what it is. Like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was I great. mean, I, yeah. The Batman and Robin part was the least interesting part of the book, but I feel like it knew that. Yep. And they're also the stars of the show, even when Batman's there. Like, yeah. Batman's a little less intimidating, a little less smart. Like he's sort of dumbed down, but not in a bad way, just in a way where this is not the this is not his book. He's actually a guest star. And I appreciated that as well. He doesn't get over on the main characters. And like Beast Girl, her powers were kind of like whatever. It was it, it they weren't engaging. They weren't cool. It wasn't neat. It was like, all right, yeah, you can make uh, affect their base emotion and have them run or do whatever. Like, all right. Again, I thought not, it was not wacky. I thought it was uh, cool you, because it subvert it subverted my expectations. You know, I see her and I'm like, oh, it's Beast Girl. She may, might have you know turns animal parts or whatever, and she just yells at people. I thought it was so dumb. I liked it. Hmm. Wait. One of them is a robot. How is that wacky? <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, what? One of the the guy on the cover is a robot. Ooh, yeah, but I already know who he is. Like, like he's already part of the team. Like, like if you remove the core part of the team, it is not. There's nothing there that elevates it to that next like echelon of weird. Crazy Jane's whole ability is she can just bring out anyone. But I already know Crazy Jane. I already know that we have, like that we have these characters. So like, so you what, is, what are you going to put on top of that? Like, what are you going to put on top of that? The guy who's made out of teeth. teeth. <laughs> All right. Who is fucking weak? So his superpowers only work if he's mean. He's mad, yeah, which he's is mean. great. When he turned into that man baby, I was like, that "Yo, was that's wild. really creepy. Like that yeah. is freaky." He looked like that um that concept art of like. If somebody, if the human body evolved to survive car crashes, I don't Google that. that. It sort of looks like I... Big Ed from ninety day, the ninety day fiance universe. But oh, I don't know. Tyler, what that you, is you, you've got to stop. Is <laughs> Catherine here? Catherine's stop. not here, right? Yeah, she won't you get just, the reference. You have to. Um, yeah, this wasn't my pick of the week, but I thought it was really, really good. Uh, my highs were the script. I thought the script was fantastic. Um, Dennis Culver really showed his ass on this one, um, and I think in a, a good a, you know in a good way, affectionately. Okay. <laughs> and I think that he has a home in Big Two Comics. I think he proved it with this issue, because I don't think the Doom Patrol are easy. I think it's tough to make somebody like me, who you know loves Big Two Comics and doesn't necessarily care for weird shit, to and really, really enjoy this book. Um, and for somebody like Tyler or Kale, for whom the Doom Patrol are for, to fall in love with this as well. I think that's tough to do. He nailed it. This was fantastic. Yeah. Also, I like the cheeky uh, title for this book too, Unstoppable Doom Patrol. It's giving Doom Patrol an adjective like the X-Men have sure. because the X-Men <laughs> were a knockoff of Doom Patrol. So fun. That's fun. Yeah. Even the cover is is very X Men. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna look at this terrible picture Tyler put in the. Um, 
I'm more interested in the uh, Mr. Masala stuff. Like, yeah, that's that's one of the most prominent gay relationships in, in DC Comics that just got a uh, extra toxic. But yeah, yeah, they were my low of the book, actually, because I didn't know who the hell they were. Oh, and, oh really? Maybe yeah. if you saw him in the in the actual jar instead, you'd recognize him. Yeah, I think so. Probably. I don't know. That's that corner of DC that I just have no context for whatsoever. Corner, yeah. But it's all right. It didn't, it didn't bring the book down for me, you know, in any major way. They were in the uh, Teen Titans uh, cartoon as well. I think Raven the Bold as well. It. Yeah, never watched it. Good stuff. Sean, if you want to get introduced to weird, wacky parts of the DC universe, watch Batman Brave and the Bold. It is phenomenal. I'm pretty sure that's why I did not watch that show, because it was like he was teaming up with people I didn't care about. Yeah, like the Wanna Beast. The Wanna Beast. That's such yeah. a good episode. Yeah. The, Gentleman the Ghost. Aquaman, yeah. The Aquaman episode's really good. Great show. This was really good. I say pull. Oh, pull. 100% pull on this one. Pull two. Um, so you have one that you don't scratch off. Oh, yeah. I'm, man, I'm jealous of that scratch-off cover. That's cool as shit. Yeah, I'll, I got to. Go there's like, I think, seven different altars you can get to, so it's kind of. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a different one. You can get a different one each time, so you can collect Damn. multiple if you want. I'm going to try to go back tomorrow then. Um, I th- uh, I'm going to pull for Doom Patrol. It's not, never a bad thing to have more Doom Patrol. Agreed. Same with Swamp Thing. It's never a bad thing. Got to put your money where your mouth is. And if I want more of that, got to buy it. So does that mean you're going to buy issue two? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I went and I picked up because I didn't get it last uh, last week or whenever you guys did the Swamp Thing number three. I had it on, on the on the iPad, but I'm like, I'm going to get the physical. What, uh, Green the, Hell? Of uh, Green Hell. Yeah. That's an extra big one, too, in physical. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was nice. Well, almost unanimous two for two so far. We've only had a one pass. Kale, you passed on ambassadors, right? Oh, big time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see if we can keep that streak of success going with Harley Quinn, number 28. This is the debut of Teeny Howard on the script with Sweeney Boo on art and colors. A big draw for this one. Steve Wands on the letters. Marco, you looked like you were hot out the gate to say something. So, bro, who is Sweeney Boo? An artist. Same Beast. one. Um, this was weird, and not in a fun way. A lot of it was very talky, and I. I just I, I didn't know where things were going. It was paced so quickly. I felt like I was just blowing past everything. Um, I did not have fun with this issue. Hmm. I wanted to like this. Same. And I think I did like the art, but I don't think the script helped the art, really. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what this is trying to be. It felt like it was trying to be like the, the animated show Harley Quinn, but still kind of have its foot in this, you know, actual DC continuity. Um, it makes Two Face a joke in it. It's even more of a joke than a uh, Batman Forever Two Face. You know, he loses a shoe and it causes him to have a panic attack. Um, yeah, I didn't care much for it. Uh, and there's a lot of talking. Which is fine. It's Harley Quinn, um, and then then I was like, all right, maybe it's just her. You know, it's it's her. You know, by herself and learning to come to terms with who she is as a person. And the freaking uh, Lady Quark from Crisis on Infinite Earth shows up, and I'm like, what is this book? Yeah, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I, it didn't sell me. Not your. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You're not going to catch me liking a Harley Quinn book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And this, I mean, this, frankly, only proved it. Like, I just, there's nothing for this character 
for me. Yeah, like there wasn't a draw here. Like I don't like I wasn't I mean maybe I just don't care for the character and because of that but even then make me care about her. Right? Then make make me want to come back and explore her life, but here it's just she's going from moment to moment. Um and one of the things that bothered me was like the which I guess makes sense for a Harley book, but the panels were so just all over the place and frenetic. And I can appreciate that that's, you know, I guess some kind of metaphor for her and like where her mind might be at, but it makes it disorienting for you to read. I found some of the, the word, like the narration boxes, like placed weird. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one page where in the middle of the page, there's like three narration boxes that are on the same level. They're like on the same plane. So I didn't know which direction to read them in. Um, yeah, basic stuff like that. I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I, don't, I don't like that it's having me do that. Hmm. It's taking me out if I'm looking at the actual uh, uh, formation of the page, you know? I think I wanted to like this so much that then I sort of did. Um, <laughs> it's called gaslighting, Sean. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. like it's, I'm just in a good mood today or what, but like I – you tell me – you tell me that Harvey Dent gets jobbed out, right? My favorite DC villain. Yeah. You tell me that Harley Quinn is the main character. Um, you tell you know, like you tell me that she's gonna end up, you know, somehow developing superpowers. And I tell you I don't I don't I'm out. That's normally what I would say. Yeah. But for some reason, I kind of enjoyed this. And when Two Face loses his shoe and that's what, you know, ends the whole thing. I laughed. Yeah? Yo, who yeah. are you? Where is Sean? I don't know. This is a far cry from the last time we did this this show when we were like just about to start fighting each other. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? I don't know. It's the warm weather, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. it's curing my sads. Yeah. Um, I That's wild. I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to defend it. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But I also don't think that any of us are the target audience for this. Agreed. Yeah. And I think that if we were to ask the target audience, they'd probably say they had fun. Yeah. And that's kind of the point. As I was reading the Erica Henderson backup, and I love Erica Henderson art. That was good. Um, I was like, yeah, this, yeah, this isn't for me. And like, I'm looking at the book, and I'm like, uh, in the back, I'm like, oh, this is good. The craft is good. It looks good. It looks fun. I don't get it. It's not for me. You know what I mean? Um, I thought you would be railing against this book, Sean. That is a wild twist. I don't know what to say, man. I love Teeny Howard. Um, I think she does good work. I don't think this was the best work she's ever done, but I had fun. And again, I think that if you were to hand this to, you know, a teen girl or a, or a, a tween girl who loves Harley Quinn from, you know, whatever animated shows she's on, and you say, hey, here's the new Harley Quinn book. I think the art is perfect for that. Sweeney Boo is absolutely the artist of the future in terms of um, bringing young people on board. And Teeny Howard can write a script that anybody can enjoy. So, yeah. Um, am I crazy or was there a lot of repetition in this? Um, about... It, very specifically, it was about how Ivy was gone, but it, it felt like yeah. if like it wasn't just like you know, in the same way that they repeated that she you know came from the Joker or whatever. Like they did that a couple of times, and that little gag was fine, but they you know did it a couple too many times. Mm. But with the Poison Ivy thing, it felt like they said the same thing over and over again i yeah i don't it almost felt like the you know that kid in high school who kept talking about his girlfriend who lived in canada you know like yeah. <laughs> yeah just over and over again um i guess that's alluding to the fact that poison ivy is doing her own thing in her own ongoing at this point that's what's happening in her ongoing she's on a road trip essentially mm. um 
But like mm. editors note it, do it once. Mm. Uh, and maybe the idea is that, you know, like Harley's stuck on this, you know, she's stuck on the fact that she's not, you know, without her girlfriend. Um, so she has to keep, you know, mentioning it just to remember it. But yeah, I, I took it as just like, I really miss her and, you know, I wish she was here and I'll, I'll continually think about her and stuff. Feel like there's probably a better way to tackle that. That's not saying the same thing and using that page space that way. Oh, uh, Ouroboros, right? like, uh, Ouroboros says like this a lot. I'm curious to hear, like, are you a fan of the character? What did this book do do for you? Look at my little. And what did it do to you? <laughs> what cover is that? <laughs> um, Sook. I forgot her name. Ryan, oh, name Ryan Sook. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Little Harley in the Land of Nightmares. Wow, a little Nemo at Slumberland reference on a Harley Quinn book. Look at that. There's a few uh, alts how, for this one. How far we've come. <laughs> Shut up. I oh, will good. say that a Harley Quinn book does not need to be $5. Um, just flat out doesn't. The backup is fine, but you know I would rather pay a dollar less than get a, a nonsense backup. Um, I had enough when the main story was over. Like it was fun and cute, and that's it. I'm good now. Um, the one I've, thing yeah. in this book, before we close out of it, that that interests me is the fact that there is a world in the multiverse of DC that is a cartoon Earth that has cartoon physics. I, I do want to see what's going on there. So you're gonna keep reading? I'll just hear from you, Sean. I'll let you, you no, you <laughs> no, you won't. No, you won't. I'm not going to buy the next bean? issue. What about Bean? No, I don't think he would either. Okay. I'll get it for my little sister, and that's not... That's real. And she'll read it. She really likes Harley Quinn. Well, there you good. go. Yeah, there's your target. There you go. Um, okay. oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, just like on the on the backup, uh, to reiterate uh, Tyler's point, I really like Erica Henderson, her art, yeah. and I think... Like give me this as the story or within the main art because I, I much prefer this almost like anime influence. I think the character can probably excel really well there because um, that's just fun and that feels like it'll – that just feels like it meshes really well. So give me more of some Erica Henderson. Over Sweeney, Sweeney Boo? I think so. Woo! Scorching. <laughs> that's yeah that's quite a take and i flat out said i was i dismissed the comic on site like, yo that's <laughs> fix that sure save that clip that wow um i'm gonna say pull if you like harley quinn or you are buying the book for someone that you know who is of the demographic that this book is trying to target. If you've got a daughter or something of that nature, a niece, I think this would be a appropriate um, for them if they're in that age. I don't feel like there was anything too over the top, whether it's sexual or otherwise, that would preclude a young person from reading this. Not that I can immediately, immediately yeah. think of. So... Uh, pass. Pass. Yeah, pass for me. I'm passing as well, but there's also a Dan Mora cover for this that is phenomenal Whoa. looking. So if you find that one, pull that one. Pull for the Dan Mora. All right. Well, everybody is pulling Action Comics because it's just that damn good that we're talking about Action Comics number 1053. Written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Rafa Sandoval. Colorist is Matt Herms with letters by Dave Sharp. And this feels remarkably similar to what's happening in Superman. Yeah. Here we have like mini metallo infested people who are, you know, making their attack against uh, Metropolis. And, you know, they have to deal with all of that. Meanwhile, the real Metallo has got a new body, which is absolutely disgusting. 
and he's being manipulated by a another party who uh at least I don't know who that is. Um it's the the hologram is the body of his sister. Yes. Yeah, okay. But there's someone behind the hologram. Right. Right. We, that we don't know quite yet. Um and we get a little a little bit more of John and how he's been feeling about these two new siblings he has. Um and you know sort of feeling ostracized by that. This was my pick of the week. Same. This book is simply phenomenal. And I think Philip Kennedy Johnson can probably do no better than writing Superman. Mm. It's just so, so good. Every scene, every love, it's just all so on point. When I when I read his Superman, when I read Superman, I think about the voice actor from the animated series. Yeah. And I think when I when I'm reading it and Philip Philip Kennedy Johnson's writing the words, it fits so perfectly. Because he just gets it. And then the the Rafa Sandoval art is absurdly good. Yeah. He's he can't miss either. The the art continues to be my only pain point. It feels so like antithetical to what I would feel a Superman book to be. Um, the colors included. It's dark. There's a lot of heavy inks. That that it it feels um feels gloomy. Um, but but I stick around for the script for the interactions. Um, like like I think that's my only critique, and that's a personal thing, right? That is not of craft because Sandoval, you put him on like in my opinion on a Swamp Thing book on a Doom Patrol book, that's the right choice. It's it's great, but uh, for this, it, it just doesn't mesh with what I would expect or want. Hmm. I thought, I, yeah, go ahead. I thought that she was fine. Um, I think the pacing was a little weird for me. Uh, for this particular issue, I read this one last out of, of my out of my stack. So, um, maybe I was burnt out. Uh, but I just thought the whole it's a lot of Superman barking orders at the rest of the Superman family. I feel, um, and I'd, I'd rather more focus on him. Um, mm. I, I think the, the 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 strong points in this are the mystery with Metallo. I think that's interesting, and the um, dynamic between John and the two new kids, and him having real conflicted emotions about that. And I like how complex his emotions are and i like how aware of his emotions and that that they are complex he is and open about i really enjoyed that i thought this the beginning with the steel narration was very like all right we're setting up steelworks i get it that was clunky yeah yeah i felt yeah, i felt sure. very clunky um uh but the art's really good and i think the end that last uh the last splash page or the last one pager uh in the cliffhanger i was like okay all right you pick me back up but it was a slow burn for me this one I've I I I've been finding John very childish. Has he been uh, like his body aged and his mind hasn't or something? No, but he was tortured like he, the entire time. So I just uh, I find him very infantile, and it really bugs me little whiny i think that's deliberate yeah because he lost his childhood and he's seeing these two kids from war world get what he wants and i think in a way he's trying to reclaim that that's why he asked his dad to play the game because he wants to you know spend some quality time with his dad the way he would have and i think this arc for john better explains to me and justifies the backup uh, the flashback backup that shows him as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think there's a connection there. Um, I really feel for John a lot because I can't even imagine what it would be like to have ripped from you. And your father is the strongest man in all the known universe. And he didn't save you. Like you went through all of this. Um, I, I, I have tremendous sympathy for John. And the, I think the awareness works really well because it helps to just build 
a bit of drama. Um, I think the interpersonal relationships get to, and the personalities get to shine because of that. So that th those those like <clears throat> quieter moments and beats are are fun and appreciated in this. I, I can I can see why the larger cast maybe feels like it's getting in the way of the story here. Because to be fair, we've been on this arc for what like the same metallo bit for uh, like five six issues now, um, and it doesn't feel like it's gotten to a uh, a peak yet but um i don't know i'm having fun with this what about speaking the backups? of uh, speaking of metallo yeah. i cannot get enough i cannot get enough of this character mm. has it always been that case for you sean i liked metallo since i was a kid for some reason seeing him in the show um and yeah, I I just I, I every single scene he's in, I'm in love. He's so complex under Philip Kennedy Johnson. Here's a guy who wants to be normal. He doesn't want this, but he even as a kid, he didn't necessarily want to be a, a violent person or a killer. But he got a gun, you know, and it changed him. And the violence that's around him, the, the the culture that we live in, the culture of guns and violence took a young child who was otherwise an innocent, good kid and made him into a monster. And that's horrible. But that's real life. And in that way, Metallo was representing a lot of young people or former young people who did also become monsters for whatever reason. I think there's a commentary there on toxic masculinity and there's a commentary on our over-reliance on violence in this country. And I think it's beautifully executed and shown through the eyes of Metallo. Brilliant. And I think one of the other the other points that stuck out to me here was when Superman pretty much tells, I think it was Zach Keenan, who feels so out of place in this book, I got to say, um, that he, they, need, they need to save the other Metallo guy, even though like he doesn't have any organs left. But because he's still breathing, we save him anyway. And I was like, yeah, that's a very Superman thing to do. So good. Um, and he's even teaching this character who I really know nothing about um, how to be yeah. Superman in a way. Um, well, how I'm still not good? sold on his integration there. And um, Connor Kent just seems a little out of place here as well, which is a real bummer. Um, and, well, that's, and that's my problem with John. It's like we have a Superboy. We've had a, a Superboy for fan, though, decades. Yeah. And like, I get, you know, I get that John is here and this is where we're at, but like, that's just, what are we, what are we doing? Two super boys? Why? No, how many super boys are here right now? Three? Technically, Keenan is a Superman of China, so that's why I'm not counting him. Oh, then what's the other so two? Connor, John, and the well, oh, whichever one of the twins is. The, I guess so. The boy. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I think I think the expansion of the super family is a little much, and personally, I really wasn't ever over the whole John being a kid thing. I don't. Feel like they needed to take him away from being a child. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's one of those are. things. Yeah. Now we can talk about the backups. <laughs> I don't care about these backups. Oh, what a weird um, way to pronounce loved. The <laughs> the uh the Dragons Lee Weeks one is fine. I enjoy that we're seeing you know, John as a child and stuff like that. That's all fine. Um, and I'm, I'm into that decently. Not that much, though. Um, by the time the main story is over in most books, I'm kind of over it. Like, I'm ready to move on. Mm -hmm. And so this just feels extra. By the time I got to Power Girl, I was completely tapped out. I read a few pages, and it's so unbelievably wordy. Uh, I, just, I just can't do it. I just don't care. But she gets I, a new name. Huh? She gets a new name at the end of this issue. Whoop de doo. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the least interesting part of that book. <laughs> um I I don't know if I missed an issue because the, the rebirth thing, the, the rebirth backup seemed like it 
uh, there's a whole ass new character that I don't. We didn't like review. We didn't review the last issue of Action. Okay, that's probably it then. Yeah. Um. So I just, I mean, I feel like I skimmed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, I I enjoyed the Power Girl one. I I actually I feel like this new status quo for Power Girl is interesting. I. I just I think it would be a lot more interesting if it had space to work, like its own space. Yeah, hmm. I, I'm I'm with you, Cal. Um, I quite literally only read this to first pack up. Just look at the Lee Weeks art. I'm like, ooh, this looks very good. Okay, let's get to Power Girl. Um, and I get there, and I like the way Leigh Williams is kind of working with the fact that Power Girl is like editorially a Superman character. Yeah. But the actual in universe, like no, she never has interactions with them really ever. Um, so it's kind of a a cute way of playing with that, and like she kind of has a chip on her shoulder because of that. Um, I enjoy that, um, and I like the that she, it's kind of like this therapy session that she kind of gets to delve in, and it's like a not a monster a week, but it's like a character a week sort of thing. Um, you know, we dealt with Beast Boy, Supergirl. Um, did we do Nightwing? I thought we did Nightwing. Um, Nightwing, like, Nightwing was with Beast Boy. True. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But, like, it's kind of a way of delving into these characters. And then, like, at the same time, Power Girl uh, is revealing things about herself. I think it's I think it's fine. I like the Marguerite Sauvage art. Um, I don't know of anyone else kind of doing the same thing that she's doing. Yeah. Um, it's not. It, it's, it's not like a DC book, really. Uh, and it is jarring compared to the other. You know, it's Lee Weeks to Marguerite Sauvage. It's like, whoa. It's like turning the lights on in pitch black. Just like, oh, hold on, I'm blinded for a yeah. minute. Um, but I'm also with you, Sean, where I'm like, by the end by the end of all the the stories in this, I'm like, man, I need to I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's exhausting. It, it feels like extra work. Not extra work, but like um feels like more work, which I, I don't mind uh, all the time. And and actually Robotters asked a pretty good question on uh, are these backups working for people or would you prefer that uh, DC have these pages for the main story? Um, I just counted up the first, the upfront. It's the 21 pages, so pretty standard. Yeah. And for, what is this? For five bucks, plus I'm getting an extra almost, uh, I didn't count it, but I'm going to assume like 15 pages. One, this is good value. Uh, and then two, sure. I, I can enjoy the things that I want to in, within it. And um, I think for, for me, like I... I don't care if we have uh, backups on these because even if this was dedicated to the main story, I'm still getting what I would have gotten regardless at that same price. So um, I'm having fun. This I, I, I prefer this for the value that I'm getting out of it. I would rather just have it cheaper and have a regular com- regular ass comic book. Or if you're going to make it $5, expand the story. Mm. I didn't 100%. come... I didn't come here for a Power Girl book. And I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But like, that's not why I'm here. Dan makes a good point in the Twitch chat. Like, they're without a backup, characters like Power Girl wouldn't get stories focused on them. And Leia Williams, I think, announced that the Power Girl backup is being collected in its own book, like as a trade. Um, So, like, I get the point. But also, traditionally, I never really, there's, I can't remember a backup that's like, oh, that's, selling me for the book most of the time it's just sprinkles really and power girl was fucking harley quinn for like 15 years wait what do you mean with uh (laughs) you mean that as a verb do you uh hmm i don't think so the (laughs) palmiari the palmiati uh oh okay all right that's what i mean by fucking got it like power girl was like no, this isn't better. Power Girl was edging out Harley Quinn. Kale. <laughs> I say it's not intentional, I swear. <laughs> she was essentially the, the, the fourth wall breaker of the DC universe. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a lighthearted book that was selling really, really well. So, like to say that, you know, nobody would pick it up, I think is ridiculous. It's it's this 
thing we're you know we're always talking about now with Dandidio is just they're narrowing the playing field and it's not fair to the people that want something else yeah i think i think you're right would people buy a power girl book at 299 or 399 yeah 100% i wonder though if dc's mentality is well not enough people will buy that book but if we sell them the $5 action comics they can get the power girl story they want and we get the sale on top of that um so yeah so flo dameron thank you for the super chat uh he said uh i've got to say i was buying bennis's justice league for rom v's justice league dark honestly i was too that was the draw for me that justice league dark rom v stuff was i skipped the bendis justice league stuff for that book that's the only one i can remember actually yeah good point but that's that's what i'm saying like we could have a dope ass justice league dark book from rom v if DC would get off their freaking asses and do something. It's it's risk aversion is what it is. You know, the, why risk putting out a Power Girl book that may or may not do well when you could just put out action comics people, people will just buy because they need to keep con- collecting it. You know what I mean? Listen, nobody can pay the rent. DC is <laughs> not special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dameron. Thanks a lot for the super chat. We really appreciate that. And, uh, um, thank you for making uh, for making me realize my super chats are working on stream. So I got that working. So thank you. Confirmed. This is my pick of the week. As I said, um, my high is just how phenomenal um, Philip Kennedy Johnson has been on Superman. An absolute revelation. Rarely, I feel like, have I seen a writer who feels just like a better match for a specific character than this. Um, And my low is the backups. I really, really wish this book didn't have them. I would pay, I'd pay $5 for this kind of quality, for this kind of high quality Superman book without the backups. It's clearly the superior Superman book if you're talking about value. But to me right now, it also is that in terms of story. Don't need the backups, but that's just me. So Otherwise, this is phenomenal. So you're saying you pay the same amount to cut off a third of the book and not get anything else for it? Because I'm enjoying it so much, I would. And I'm don't not, let I'm, DC I'm hear that, bro. Yo, I can't have DC hear that. Don't Yeah, don't let them hear that. They're going to they're they're fucking do it anyway. It's $5 anyway, and I'm enjoying the book less because it has the backups. No! Can I, I ask a question before, before, we, before we get get away from this? The Steve Beach covers, the, the A covers. Uh, how do you, do you guys like Steve Beach's uh, portrayal of Superman? Nope. Is this the same one that yeah. did the, the grumpy yep. face? Yeah. Because I like, I like this one. Same I guy. like this one. But his the other suit ones is very are. good. The hair is very good, but yeah. this screams the um. Kale, I don't know if you know the name of the actor who like portrayed Superman in live action the first time. Uh, that was George Reeves, wasn't it? Uh, something like that. Um, I know Dan's gonna come in with the answer in, in two I'm seconds. I'm sure but, it was George Reeves. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. It's like the most uh, Kirk Allen. Okay, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, he does look yep. constipated. It's really odd. <laughs> I, I I like the um that like he's not overly muscular. He's just like kind of built. He has body on him. So, yeah, he looks like the the original idea of Superman. Yep. Yep. Yeah. In a sense. So so Kale, you're right. What I was thinking of was George Reeves, but Kirk Allen is the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Pull or pass. Pull. Hard pull. Pull. Awesome. Wow. So that's that's pretty good. The listeners, uh, top one and two picks on the listener poll, both near unanimous uh, polls. The only no poll being – or no, yeah, Kale did not pull ambassadors. So that's the only non-poll on the listener picks oh, this Kale. week. So pretty good stuff. I didn't pull uh, Harley. That I wasn't a listener pick. Oh, oh, gotcha. Um, Pretty good stuff. So good job, listeners. We will have a more traditional listener pick 
poll uh, outcome this upcoming week. And if you want to partake in that, you can head on over to Twitter tomorrow, Friday. That's the new thing we're doing. Uh, And the listener poll will be up. And you can vote up until Wednesday as you normally have. So you're basically just getting an extra day to get your vote in. As long as this is possible, who knows what's going to happen with Elon Musk changing the rules of Twitter. Uh, It's possible that non-verified individuals will uh, not be able to vote in polls. But until then, this is how we're doing it. Yeah, I don't want to oppose me by a whole bunch of dorks. uh, If you have enjoyed this show, make sure to leave us a like, subscribe to the channel, follow us if you're watching on Twitch. Check us out on patreon.com slash the comics pals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support your boys and get access to our exclusive content over there, including the ability to vote in the book club poll. Uh Uh, You get access to our newsletter. You get access to our exclusive show, Palling Around, and you get a nickname and a shout out on the main show. So you can look forward to that this Saturday. Check that Patreon page out. Watch this live every single Thursday. At 6 p.m. Eastern, the main show at 10.15 a.m. Eastern every single Saturday. Um, and uh, for everything else, at the Comics Pals. Are we doing Pals Pulse, Sean? Sorry? Yeah, of course. Uh, I just wanted oh, to. Okay. I thought you were wrapping up. I'm like, oh, no, my, my bad. Where it is like, oh, okay, different format. No, no, no. Um, so before we cut out, the last segment, of course, is Pals Pulse, where we want to let you guys know what books we are looking forward to next week. Sean, talk to me about Immortal X-Men, number three. Okay. So, I, I've i fully turned on this. I enjoy Immortal <laughs> X-Men. I, it's, it's, it shocked the shit out of me. I don't know what to say about it. I'm loving it now. I've turned my brain off to some extent. After I realized what I needed to know to accept this series... And sort of stopped thinking of what I don't like. Now I'm into it. We'll see how it wraps up. This has been, this and Storm in the Brotherhood have been the best ones. I really, really hope, though I don't have high hopes, nor do I have faith that they will stick the landing. We will be here to talk about it next week. Have you been uh, rereading or? No, I haven't been rereading. thinking about it. Well, throughout our conversations, I've gotten higher and higher on it. Yeah, yeah. What's that um, like? I believe this was a Kale and Marco pick. Hairball, number one, by Matt Kent, Tyler Jenkins, and Hillary Jenkins. Yeah. Let's yeah, go, yeah, boy. Yeah. It's a friend is, of the show, Dark Horse book. <laughs> this is a, a Matt Kent book by way of Junji Ito and apparently Miyazaki. Yep. And it's a horror book um, about an evil cat. All right. Can't cool. do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. So I guess the I guess the premise is that uh, a girl, it's all these all the a bunch of bad shit starts happening to this girl, and um, she kind of figures out that it's the cat, and a the, black cat, mind you, fucking racist. <laughs> leave some dead air there. No, we're just gonna leave that there, Kale. All right, fine. <laughs> Uh, Sean's and, eyes uh, went. I guess it's a demon or something. I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, oh, I picked Savage Dragon number 265. Um, I got two words for you for this book Dick Punch. The cover has Savage Dragon getting punched in the dick while wearing a Christmas sweater. Perfect. <laughs> good, good stuff. Random. Um, and then I also want to check out Planet of the Apes number one. Uh, this is by uh, David F. Walker, and I don't know the name of the artist. I will look that up, though. Um, and... uh, talk about it. I'll look it up. Well, I mean, it's just Planet of the Apes. There's monkeys. Oh, sorry. They're not. They're they're primates. It's not a monkey. They're separate. Um, although there are <laughs> monkeys in it, too, that have sentient powers. Um, I don't know where this is. I don't know if this is, like, classic um, universe Planet of the Apes. I don't know if this is more the more recent Planet of the Apes. I don't know. It's just it's cool seeing you know cool sci-fi stuff. So the Dave original Planet Wachter. of the Apes movie is one of my favorites of all time. So oh, Dave Walker, Dave Walker. It's David F. Walker and Dave Walker on art. Oh, interesting. All right, and then Marco, 
You threw out a book there called Allison by Lizzie Stewart that I have no idea what this is. Yeah, um, this is a, um, it's one of those like, I think biographical or it, it's supposed to be a, uh, it's fiction, but it's like meant to be in that sort of style. It's a Fantagraphics book. Um, oh, I really like the publisher. So like I'm, uh, I, I want to pick it up. They, they, they usually have really good solid uh, stories. The art's always very, if it's not experimental, it is, they're at least just really different. And I like when um, writers and artists, and this is Lizzie Stewart doing both, come on to really just uh, push the medium in some way. Yeah, I mean, interesting pick. I couldn't even find it on like the comic book sites. I had to, so Amazon was the only way to get a good image of it. But yeah, those are our books. Awesome. And that's Pals Pools. Thank you guys so much for listening. Do come join us Saturday. April 8th, when we interview Jeff Johns. We will be speaking to him at 1 p.m. Eastern. So whatever that means for you all, um, make sure to come hang out with us on that day. If you have questions for Jeff, you can send them to us any way that you can get us. Um, Question or comment. If you are a subscriber on YouTube and a follower on Twitch, we will enter you into a drawing to determine the winner of a Geiger trade, we will send it right to your doorstep or, you know, the equivalent, whatever that means for your life. Um, uh, as long as you verify that you're the winner. Yeah. Mark, you're going to hand deliver all these, right? Or the winner? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, so you'll see me in full costume um, as me. So. Get to wear your own costume. Got it. Otherwise, uh, we're going to have a great show this Saturday. We've got a lot of fun stuff. Some not so fun stuff to talk about, including Marvel's worst week ever. Oh, there's the thumbnail. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> so we will see you all then. Until then, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. See you Saturday. See ya.